Is it possible to fix a broken relationship when only one of you is willing to talk? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're getting personal. A reader of my blog actually reached out to me asking for help in her personal relationship. I know we don't always talk personal relationships here. We're usually talking about living our big lives for our businesses. But one of the things that I know is that we can't focus on our dreams if things at home are feeling kind of rocky. So it feels appropriate to share this question and answer it on this show. And hopefully you'll take away something for yourself. Here goes. Hi, Heather. I'm not even sure how I ended up on your website, but I found it very insightful. I guess I need two cents or 10. I'm just going to rattle this off. I've been in a relationship for over nine years. A year in, I found out I was pregnant and have a fun and witty seven-year-old daughter. There was technically an engagement and a house was bought. Before my daughter was even one, I stopped wearing the ring. I started questioning if this was someone I wanted to be with forever. There was a huge communication gap. I would bring up something that bothered me or something that needed to be discussed, and he would get angry. I wasn't bringing up things in a manner, I thought, to provoke this. I would prefer to talk things out right away and come to an understanding. I tried compromising, and it was worked out that he would cool down and the issue would be discussed later. Later never comes. Later to him must have meant we never talk about it. It never happened. I feel years of resentment and can't wrap my head around trying to sort all of this through. Three years ago, I suggested therapy because I had no idea how to get back to a happy situation. It's literally a roommate, parallel lives relationship right now. A couple of months ago, I brought up that I didn't think it was going to work. Through tears due to the sadness of thinking of my daughter not having both of her parents in one home. Still nothing is brought up by him, like problems will just fix themselves with no conversation ever. That part I just don't understand. Is he just someone who can function in a non-intimate, non-sharing, no-depending-on, no-venting-to relationship? Is there any hope to fix something that feels broken and questioning whether it's the type of relationship I need? I'm rambling this off quickly or else I won't send it. Thank you for your blog. <sighs> okay, I feel like we all need to take a bit of a deep breath after one. That one is pretty heavy. But here's the thing. So many of the relationship letters I got, and I got a lot of them, and I, I got a few over the break, and I think I'm going to go back to responding to a couple of them too here on the show because I do think relationships are important to talk about. But so many people, when they're thinking about their relationship, the focus is on the other person. And that's what we're seeing in your letter here. You're focusing on the things that you've tried, but you're mostly focusing on his inaction, what he's not saying, that never's coming, that you haven't been happy, and he's not responding. We have no control over what he says or does. The only thing we have control of over in this situation is you and your response to him. I think you might be asking me the wrong question. This isn't about whether or not this relationship can be saved. The question you need to be asking yourself is what do you want in a relationship? What are your non-negotiable needs and how are you going to respond and what are your boundaries going to be when they don't get met? That is a heavy load to work through and process. And I'm going to give you some starting steps next, right on the other side of this break. I'll talk to you soon. 
To be honest, I was tempted to start this episode with the idea of talking about what to do when only one person is trying. But here's the thing. We don't know whether or not your partner is trying or not. We know that he's not willing to communicate, but that actually doesn't mean he's not trying. One of the things that I've learned in my own relationship is usually when my husband like shuts down and gets good and stubborn, it's because he's actually trying to do less damage. He doesn't want to rock the boat. He doesn't trust himself to know how to communicate or to say what he's thinking or feeling. He doesn't know how to respond. He doesn't understand what's going on. He doesn't want to cause a fight. He doesn't want to see me cry. So he simply stops talking. Obviously, you and I know that that brings the opposite result, right? We feel left out. We feel like we're on the other side of the problem. We feel like someone isn't talking to us. We start to create stories that someone doesn't care. Um, and we create all kinds of obstacles for ourselves in terms of understanding the problem because we create stories about what they're talking or not talking means. What I want you to think about is the fact that you have allowed yourself to be in this relationship unhappy for seven years. That is a really long time to settle, to take on the status quo, to live life less than. Before you look at how you want to talk to him, what you want to say, and what you want to have happen next, you have got to take an honest look and stock and inventory about where you've been sitting and your side of the fence. Because three years ago, mentioning couples therapy, nothing happening, and then three years later, you're writing me. That's a lot of time. Four years before that, you took off the ring that you said yes to. It sounds like the engagement happened because you got pregnant. There are a lot of missteps that took two of you to get here. He may not be talking, but you're not moving. And I think before you have a conversation with him, you need to have a really important conversation with yourself. How did I become someone who is willing to settle? You tell me in your letter that it, the gripping thought, the big fear, is that you don't want your daughter to grow up in a house without both of her parents. You haven't spoken to me at all about how he is as a dad, if he's really present for your daughter and just not present for you, if he's delivering on, you know, other parts and expectations of a household, if he's showing up and taking care of things and providing for you guys and having like a peaceful house, it's really unclear where he's, you know, making strides and where he's failing um, based on your description here. But I first want to like ask you, when you look at the life you've built, and you say to yourself, I want my daughter to be in a home with her two parents. I want you to think about what she's observing, learning, and experiencing from how her parents interact. 
what she's learning about relationships, what she's learning about love, what she's learning about how people get along, interact, and relate. What are the messages she's hearing? What are the messages she's not hearing? How is she learning about healthy relationships? Because I think a lot of parents put pressure on themselves to stay because they create this idea and this story that it's the only healthy way for a child to be raised and grow up is with both parents in their home. And I've seen enough dysfunctional relationships in my time to know that sometimes it's best for everybody if the couple splits. So first I need you to look at you and then I need you to recheck that story. I know I didn't start easy here in my response to you. And the reason for that is I think you already know this. I think you've been sitting in your truth for a really long time. I'm not even sure if this question is about whether or not the relationship can be fixed or if you just need somebody to say it's okay to leave. But I will tell you that without knowing the efforts that have happened in between the pivotal moments you talk about, the taking off of the ring, um, deciding not to talk about things in the moment, to wait till later, the attempt at couples therapy, um, letting him know you didn't think it was going to work. I don't know what else you've tried, and I don't know what else he's tried. And I think we both need to remind ourselves that just because he isn't talking doesn't mean he's not trying. So what I like to do in these situations, rather than talking to you about walking away, quitting, breaking up, et cetera, et cetera, is what can you do if you approach this as a fresh start, as if you're just now realizing you're unhappy, as if it's just occurring to you that your needs haven't been met and you're not sitting on seven years pile of resentment. Because if you wanna leave, you want to be able to do it with a clear head and a clear heart to be able to look yourself in the mirror, look yourself in the eye, and know that you've done everything you could. My guess is you might benefit from an individual therapist. I don't know if you're seeing one already, but somebody who can help you get really clear on those first questions I was asking you. How did I end up staying unhappy so long? How did I stand still? How am I able to sit with less than for years and years on end? Because there's something safe in that for you. There's something that you're probably a little bit scared to let go of that has nothing to do with your daughter and living in a two-parent home. It would be really good for you to spend some time on that and to really get to know yourself. And I know you have time because you've already sat on this for seven years. You can take a couple of more months in individual therapy to really hone in on how you got here. I think you would find it enormously beneficial. But then at some point, you are going to have to deal with your relationship. And I understand that's what you wrote to me about. And I want to give you some guidance and some thoughts about that. And I want to continue with this fresh start path. Because there's no way to really approach a problem that you've been sitting on for seven years in a way that feels successful and it feels effective. There's just too much hurt, anger, loneliness, and feelings of abandonment that'll get in the way. But if you get really clear that no matter how many times you've tried, no matter how many different ways you've tried to approach it, you're starting fresh, it gives you a clean slate. 
And the reason why I'm giving you a clean slate here isn't to guarantee that the relationship will work. It's to guarantee yourself knowing that you've done everything you could, that you have tried your best. It doesn't work any other way unless you start with a clean slate. So the first thing I want you to think about is what are your wants and needs in this relationship? What do you need that isn't happening? What needs are going unmet? Where are you left unfulfilled? And what would a need that has been met look like? We can't just tell somebody we want more respect or we want more fun or we want more adventure because our spouses and our partners won't know what that means to us all the time. Usually when you're having these conversations, you're sitting on a pile of disconnect. So I want you to get clear and specific on what your needs are and what having them be met would look like. What specifically do you need to see your partner start doing differently or start doing instead? Or how do you want him to show up? And as specific as possible, you're increasing the likelihood that when you talk to him, because I'm going to talk to you about talking to him, you'll know what to say and he'll know what's expected and he can choose accordingly. Next, I need you to be really clear and honest with yourself. Do you have enough gas in your tank to take care of this, to do the work to saving this broken relationship? Because you have to be in it. You're going to have to let go of seven years of resentment, seven years of hurt, anger, and unmet needs. And before you open that door, before you ask him to re-engage with you, have any kind of conversation, you need to know within your heart and within your gut that you have it in you to do the work. Because it's not just going to be about him starting to do things differently, showing up differently. You're going to have to do things differently and show up differently too. And the first question I ask people when they come to me for couples work is exactly that. Do both of you have the gas left in the tank to do the work you're asking me to help you with? And if you don't, are you willing to figure out a way to refuel, how to stock up and how to get it? because it won't work on an empty tank. You really have to know that for yourself. If you know that you don't, well, then you're having the, how do we end this conversation with your partner? And, you know, and I can help you that with that in a separate um, conversation if you need me to. But if you find that you do, now's the time to talk to him. You know what it is you need. You know what resolution looks like. So now you want to talk to him and you don't really want to talk about his behavior and you don't want to name or blame or anything. You want to focus on yourself and on your own experience, what you're thinking and what you're feeling. And then you're going to end the conversation with a simple question. Are you willing to do what I need? So it kind of goes something like this. I haven't been happy. You know I took the ring off a year ago, and there's a lot of parts of us that aren't working the way either of us wanted to when I put the ring on my finger. We got pregnant, and we tried to build a family, but we never built a relationship. We took care of our daughter, but we never took care of us. 
Your needs haven't been met. I know that because you're not talking to me, so I don't know what they have been. I would have loved to have met them if I had known, but I don't know what it is you need or expect of me. I know that my needs haven't been met. I know that I feel lonely. I feel disconnected. I feel like a single parent in my own home. I know that I haven't felt love from you in a really long time. And I know that I don't want to live the rest of my life this way. I feel like my needs in this relationship aren't being met. And I want to be able to meet your needs too. I'm wondering if our relationship is something that you want to save. If it's something you want to work on. And if it's something you want to try for. I really hope you do. But right now, the way things have been, I feel like I'm interpreting your behavior as this relationship is being something you don't want, that you're not invested in. And if I have that story wrong, please, please correct me because I would love for our daughter to have both of her parents in the same home. But if we are looking at writing on a wall and we should have just read it a really long time ago, I need your help. And I need you to tell me so. I think we can work. I want us to work. I know we can't do it without help. And I brought up couples therapy ages ago and nothing ever happened. But if you're willing to work on us, I'm really willing to take a fresh start to try over and to really try to understand how we've gotten so disconnected. I know we started strong, but we've really lost our way. And I'm wondering if you'd like to join me in finding our way back. That, my friend, is what I call communicating transparently. You're telling the person exactly what you want them to think and know. You're avoiding assumptions. You're asking questions. You're leading with curiosity. And you're trying to start a conversation. If he can't engage with you on the way that you need, he can't participate in that conversation. He can't share with you where he's at or why he's been stuck or what has had him disconnect. Then you have to decide what your boundary is. You have to decide what you are and are not willing to put up with. Because by staying for seven years in this stuck place, you have shown him how to treat you. You have shown him that when you bring things up, if it's too uncomfortable, he kind of can just say so, check out, and you'll just go quietly away until it comes up again, and then he does it again. You have never been an immovable object. And in order to be an immovable object, in order to have those big, gut-wrenching, bold, daring, greatly boundaries, you need to know that you started over. That's why I gave you the fresh start, to get clear on what your current wants and needs are, to get clear on whether or not you had gas in the gas tank for it, and to be able to tell him what you needed and wanted next. If he's unwilling to meet that need, there's simply nothing you can do about it. You can't keep your daughter in a two-parent home if one of the parents doesn't want to stick around and show up and be present. 
It simply won't work. I've talked to grown-up kids who become my adult clients who know that they were raised in a home that the parents just stayed together for the sake of the kids. And all that teaches these kids as they grow up is that you stay in bad relationships. That becomes the lesson they learn. And I know that's not the lesson you want to teach your daughter. But to get there, to teach your daughter a healthier relationship, you have to teach yourself healthy boundaries and self-respect. Your needs have gone unmet for a really long time. And that's on him, but it's also on you. And if you want that fresh start, you have that conversation, you put yourself out there, you put your big girl pants on, and then you figure out what happens next. The relationship can't be saved simply by you doing something differently, simply by you bringing up a problem differently or not talking about things or dancing around him or, you know, doing the whole dance on eggshells thing. It simply does not work. You have to privately and on your own get clear with your truth, and then you have to be bold and brave and say your truth out loud and be willing to rewrite the ending to this story if you don't hear the plot line you want to. This is tough, tough stuff, and it's hard to be the person who says these things out loud during the holiday season, but you reached out to me for my 10 cents, and I maybe gave you a quarter, but I hope it helps you find your way. I hope it helps you choose you and choose your happiness and the life you want for yourself because you simply cannot put your existence on hold for as long as it takes for your daughter to turn 18. It simply will not work. I wish you all the best. Thanks so much for reading my blog. I kind of forgot about it, actually, ever since I discovered this podcast. I've stopped writing. But thanks so much for being brave and reaching out. I hope you felt respected by my answer. I hope you felt heard by my response. And I hope you know I've got your back and your best interests at heart. Thanks so much. If you're listening and you want my two cents on your problem, find me over at heather at choosetohaveitall.com. Thanks so much for joining me. I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Bye for now.